From Mediacorp and One Up Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's love. I just hope that someday someone would love me. Well, because I've only loved one man. Love. I've got all sunshine. Never going to feel no other kind of love. A Guide to Getting Married in Singapore It's National Day, and there's no greater gift you can give to Singapore than having more babies. Just kidding. But if you do want to get married, there's a major problem for us ladies to solve. How to find the right one when it seems like all men are idiots. In my quest for the one, I've dated around. And when I say around... I mean around. We're talking 37 guys here. Some barely out of diapers, others old enough to be my dad. And boy, have I earned my share of nicknames from the gentlemen I've encountered. Sarong party girl. High class princess. I'm candy. You name it. I've dated far and wide, from American fret boys to a self-professing Tibetan monk who is not actually a monk, and every experience was an adventure, to put it mildly. Confession, I've also dated an office superior before, and I'll tell you more later. If we're adding up all the men who didn't last past the first moon cycle, my romantic rap sheet hits a solid 73. Yep, I'm that girl. The girl who's always with someone, but also the girl who keeps an embarrassingly detailed spreadsheet about every date I've ever been on. Here's a quick sneak peek at an entry. Identity protected, of course. Reason for attraction? A real gentleman. Always picks the best restaurants and has a knack for ordering what I love. Plus, he's always keen to broaden my food horizons. Status? Called it quits before we even got to the what are we talk. Reason for breakup? Ghosted me after two months. Jerk. Sex rating? Not to kiss and tell, but let's just say his oyster eating skills weren't the only ones to write home about. But okay, ladies, before you judge, let me set the record straight. I'm just like you. Actually, my goal was always to find Mr. Right. And drumroll please, after a whirlwind of wild dating adventures, I finally put my spreadsheet to rest four years ago. I tied the knot. Now, what I'm about to share may ruffle some feathers. But for all you ladies out there on your own quest for the one, buckle up because this is one comprehensive guide. First, you need to understand this. When it comes to settling down, men don't play by our rules. We're on a quest for that one special guy who ticks all our boxes, whether it's personality, morals, or, let's be real, looks and cash. But men... Oh dear men, they're not galloping around, searching high and low for their one true love, 
They're not resisting temptation at every turn. No. They're just trying to figure out if they're ready to tie themselves down. You may think it's selfish, but the truth is, men only get hitched when they feel good and ready. It's like a switch that gets flipped. And there are three main stages in a man's life where this tends to happen. The first stage is what I like to dub as the pre-hustle stage. It typically hits when a guy is rounding out his university days or maybe a year or two into his working life. They see their life as a collection of buckets. Career, relationships, family. And they're keen to take the relationship bucket first. Once that's squared away, they feel ready to dive headfirst into their (laughs) careers. Now, these fellas are arguably the quickest ones to walk down the aisle with. But, and trust me on this, there's a pretty major catch. I was about 20 when I bumped into a university senior nursing a fresh heartbreak. His ex-girlfriend had called it quits after seven long years, even after they'd survived his military service together. Sure, at first, I had my guard up. I mean, rebound alert, right? But when we were still going strong a year later, I started to think, hey, maybe this isn't just a rebound. Well... Fast forward to our second anniversary, and out of the blue, his ex swoops back in. And before you know it, I'm left nursing my own heartbreak while he runs back to his first love. So, ladies, here's the twist. These pre-hustle guys often want to settle down quickly with someone they're comfortable with. Someone from their past. So if you're the new girl, just be prepared to be left in the lurch if someone from their past stages a comeback. But don't fret, the next stage of men, they're the cream of the crop. The second stage is what I call the hustled. These guys have been grinding away in their careers for nearly a decade and they're feeling secure about where they are professionally. Their workaholic phase is over, And now they're yearning for a better work-life balance, for a lady to share the more relaxed phase of their lives with. These are my kind of men. My most memorable dating experiences fall into this category. But remember, there's always a catch. Remember that office romance I promised you? Well, here it comes. So, there I was at 23, a fresh-faced newcomer in the corporate world when I met a senior in my office. Let's call him Ronald. Ronald was a couple of notches above me in the company hierarchy, widely respected and, lucky for me, single. One encounter with his charming personality and it's pretty much impossible not to be smitten. Who can find us a new supplier now that our current one's neck deep in a tech scandal? They ask. And before you could say tax evasion, Ronald had tracked down a better and cheaper supplier in just two weeks. Oh, and while we're at it, Ronald, can you sort out this trade embargo mess with China and the Philippines? And, as if by magic, 
Ronald would whip up a complex intercontinental trade agreement. While we sat in separate teams, I got to know Ronald through our company mentoring program. Scandalous. I know, right? But before I could say inappropriate work relationship, we had advanced from casual coffee chats to cozy lunches and eventually to indulgent omakase dinner dates. It wasn't long before our connection moved beyond mere professional guidance and we began dating. I can still remember the night he asked me over a candlelit steak dinner, swirling a glass of bold red wine in his hand. So, do you want to be my girlfriend? I was elated, thrilled beyond measure. But we both knew there was a huge crinkle in our happiness. Our office wasn't exactly on board with the whole love in the workplace concept. And by that, I mean they were seriously strict about it. When we asked if we should continue our relationship, I hesitated. Well, I do want to, but what about our jobs? I'll never forget the smug grin he wore when he responded. I've thought it through. You can quit. And I'll support you until you find your next job. Now, here's the thing. Our company was known for hiring overachievers. The kind of folks who didn't just join to quit after a short while. We were there to carve out a name for ourselves, especially while we were young. But what if I don't want to quit? I countered. Actually, I was planning to stay on for at least a couple more years. Hmm, so how can we keep dating then? I mean, I'm most definitely not going to be the one to quit. His presumption took me aback. What do you mean, most definitely? He backpedaled quickly. No, no, it came out wrong. I didn't mean it. No, you did mean it. You think your career is more important than mine? I counted. Well, isn't it? All right, maybe I'm embellishing just a smidge, but you get the drift. Ronald and I didn't last, mostly because we ran into the key risk with this group. You're basically an accessory to their well-established life. Some of these guys are pretty rigid about their lifestyles and just want a partner to tag along for the ride. Don't get me wrong though, I still rate this group highly and I always recommend them to my girlfriends, but it's crucial to swiftly weed out those who lack respect for your ambitions. If you happen to miss the boat with this group, your final shot are the fellas I like to call the played out. Typically, these are older guys, usually in their late 40s. Back in their heydays, they might have had a bit of a dodgy reputation. The type that gets associated with friends with benefits, one-night stands, and clubber xiao. The play-out group, those well-seasoned charmers in their late 40s, suddenly realized that their bachelor lifestyle ain't what it used to be. This prompts them to finally seek something more permanent. But I'll be honest, my experience with this group has been more missed than hit. 
I dated one guy who thought monogamy was a type of wood and another who, standing next to me, could have easily passed for my dad. But hey, if you're running out of options, these fellas could be your next best bet. Then, of course, there's the category of guys that, unless you're looking for heartbreak, you should probably steer clear off. I'm not saying you shouldn't date them, but let's just say marriage isn't on their to-do list. Some of my exes in this category had a monthly ladies' budget, if you catch my drift. For them, it's all about looks and <clears throat> private activities. These guys wouldn't think twice about dropping you for a hotter model or suggesting an open relationship. But, and it's a big but, they can be fun to date. I once had a bartender who shut down his entire bar just for our date. Now, with all that said, don't go thinking this is some sort of definitive guide categorizing guys. Why? Because sometimes people aren't what they seem. In fact, the men I ended up with completely shattered my own classifications. I met my husband about six years ago, in a place where fairy tales are seldom born. Zoo. I was just fresh off relationship number 36 and was utterly done with the dating scene. I had been in and out of relationships since I was 14 and was ready to embrace singlehood. On that fateful night, my mission was to have a reckless, debaucherous evening. I was on the hunt for that fourth category of men, the ones you should avoid at all costs. I remember a blur of words, lame pickup lines, and then waking up in an unfamiliar condo the next morning. You okay? A man's voice, my future husband, asked me. Yeah, I lied then promptly asked for the bathroom, where last night's culinary adventures decided to make an encore through my mouth. Emerging from the bathroom, still wearing the same party dress, I mumbled. So, what happened last night? You don't remember me? You laughed at me when I couldn't dapao you, and then you just thought. I had to carry you and tuck you into beds, yeah? He recounted. No kidding, ladies. This guy, who had also clocked his fair share of relationships, disappointments and heartaches, had surprisingly come out of the chaos with his gentlemanly instincts intact. He had been at Zook that night, just like me, aiming for a wild night out but couldn't go through with it. And as irony would have it, I met Mr. Wright. No, scratch that. Mr. Imperfectly Perfect when looking for the men who I most definitely should not look out for. He didn't fit neatly into any of my carefully curated categories. And he definitely wasn't the best looking or the richest guy out there. In fact, he had just left his job to help franchise his dad's wonton noodle shop. I know it's strange, 
But as I grew to know him better, over breakfast and a couple of dates, he showed that he was all about building something meaningful and growing it with a partner who'd push him to do better. And perhaps because of that, I felt oddly at ease with him. Unlike my previous relationships, I wasn't an accessory or a fling or arm candy. He genuinely cared about my thoughts, my feelings, my support. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can categorize and rate and rank your romantic experiences as much as you want. But you will never know what surprises may come your way or if you're even completely sure of what you want in the first place. Who knows? You just might find your own wonton noodle guy hiding beneath the spreadsheets. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love, brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by OneUp Media. If you'd like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Yo Guangjin, audio engineering by Marie, voiced by Gloria, and script by Noel. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love.